find this app. First of all, this is so cool. I love it. Um, well, I looked up how to make a podcast because I wanted to, and then I realized I don't have friends. Um, and then I found it, and then I found you. Yay. We were we're soulmates, and they were roommates. Oh, my God, they were roommates. <laughs> <laughs> we love quoting vines. Okay, well, should we introduce ourselves? I'm so awkward and weird. Yeah, go for it. So, ew, I feel so weird. I I never do stuff like this. I'm Ava. I'm a Dolan Twitter stan because who shouldn't be? You should be a Dolan Twitter stan. It's so fun. And I live in the U.S. I live in Tennessee, and it is pretty pretty fun here. What about you, Grace? Uh, I'm Grace. I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Dolan Twin stan. I live in the U.S. And um, it's boring here live in Oklahoma. We love cows and, and weird farm animals that like to sneak into my backyard. Yeah, honestly, not gonna lie, Tennessee is the exact same way. It's uh, it's kind of boring, but there's some really city-like parts. Some very city-like parts. <laughs> I live next to a farm, and there's, like, cows that like to get out into my backyard, so I have to deal with that all the time. We love that for I us. love that for me. Oh, yeah, and the name of our podcast is That's Crazy Talk. So, this is our first recording. It is April 21st, 2020, and I'm excited for this, and I'm also nervous. I've never <laughs> done a podcast, but you know what? It's actually kind of relaxing. I, like, feel like I'm getting everything off my chest. Yeah, I can, and I can also feel closer to you because we became friends yesterday. <laughs> and now we are soulmates. We are soulmates. And that's on, period. That's on the universe saying, you know what? Let's do this. Let's do this. Okay, I'm back. That was like two seconds. But, so, the first, I don't want to talk about and I thought they were turned off, but that's okay. I'll just turn them off now. But, the first thing we wanted to talk about was some funny stories. So I don't know where to start. Um, we could talk about like funny childhood stories. Do you have any, Grace? Probably. Everyone has something funny happen in their life. Hmm. <laughs> Ooh, where do I start? There's so many. Okay. Um, when I was a kid, I went to elementary school. I like elementary school it's not far from my house but like it's kind of far so I'd always have to like take the bus to school and I remember I think I was in like second grade and we were supposed to go to this camp and I didn't go because I was like scared to be away from my parents for some reason because you know apparently that's what I do hot social anxiety we love that it's okay same way (laughs) but I didn't go. So I spent like a good like two weeks at my house um, not doing anything while all of my friends went to this camp, had like a fun time. And then I figured out that like you couldn't bring your phone with you. And then I was like, you know, if I would have went to that, like it would have sucked because I like needed my phone for some reason because I'm attached to my phone. And then I found out my camp counselor got stung by a bee. 
So Wow. You really it's okay. I've got social anxiety and whenever I'm around like even when I do my live classes that I'm doing right now because of quarantine, I literally the teacher will call on me and I'll be like, No. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm sorry. Not... <laughs> I don't sorry, want to answer. I don't I don't think I'm gonna talk. <laughs> Just hold up a whiteboard like from the Taylor Swift music video. Oh, yeah, I see those on TikTok all the time. (laughs) Are you okay? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) So, I think a funny story I have just reminds me of one that happened the other day, so they're kind of linked. But, so, I, we were renting this house with my dad, and I was with my stepmom and my two um, stepsisters there. And we were just outside, we were playing, I don't know if you guys know what cornhole is, but it's like. it's so fun. It's, it is fun, but, you know, we used to cheat it because I was, like, uh, five years old. So, like, cheating games is how I, how I lived. So, we were just playing, and we were messing around in the backyard, and I felt something hit my shirt. And I was like, oh, it's nothing. And I looked over, and it was white. And I was like, what is that? And then I looked up, and I was like, oh, there's a bird up there. And I was like, that's bird poop. And then my family started laughing at me. And it was just not a fun time for me. But then I got a text yesterday from my stepmom, and I'm with my mom right now. My stepmom texted me and said, a bird just pooped on your dad's face. I said, no way. And she was like, yes. And I was like, I wish you would have gotten a picture of it. And I was like, because he laughed at me that one time. Now I'm going to laugh at him because it pooped on his face. That reminds me of the time I managed soccer with my friend in high school, and we had to film. It was like, boys varsity game from this like press box type tower thing but like there was no glass in front so you could just like any like any bugs or anything could get through so we were trying to film and my friend like goes to sit like on the edge so that way she can get closer to like the field and a freaking bug gets in her eye and she like starts screaming and whatever so i'd like take over the camera and then she comes back and like i look in her eye to see if there's anything else there's a wing in her eye I would cry. Like, I, I, don't know, I don't know what kind of bug this was, but like it, it did not like it did not want to get out of her eye. That is that that getting stuff in your eye is the worst thing. And as we know, I just am dysfunctional. Whenever I was trying to put in my contact yesterday, I thought the lid was still on, and I would, <laughs> I would. So I always shake my contacts to make sure they're not stuck to the lid. And I thought the lid was still on this one, so I flung it, and it flung across my bathroom. And I was like, "Oh, great!" I was like, "Now that's supposed to be in my eye, but no, it's on my bathroom floor somewhere." But I have the worst luck with contacts. We found it, so it's all good. Contacts are disgusting. I like who who thought. Like, let's take this little, like, plastic film and just, like, let's stick it on your eye. Yeah, let's just, I think we should do that, especially because, like, and who was, like, glasses? Who was, like, let's make lenses so that you can help see better? Like, how do you think of that? It, like, in a way, isn't it just, like, a camera for your eye? I mean, I guess. I guess that's what it would be. Like, that's that's weird it's so weird to me yeah some of my best friend like she's like we were we always hang out like she's always been my best friend and when I first got my contacts it took me forever to put them in because I was just I didn't like the fact touching my eye but no my best friend cannot even look at someone like putting on mascara or like she 
like her eyes just start to water and I'm like are you okay and she's like I can't watch people touch their eye and I'm like what like it's just crazy and she can't put on anything that has to like touch her eye either she'll freak out oh it has to be terrible like imagine if you like makeup and you can't even put on mascara because you're just like scared yeah she can put like, on eyeshadow but like mascara Mm-mm. I feel like that's like one of those weird like phobias like trypophobia yeah or... I don't I, I don't have trypophobia but the little holes freak me out I hate it but like I don't I wouldn't classify it as a phobia I don't like people um like when they're eating and I can like hear them chewing that Ew. literally that's the worst or like ASMR videos people eating mm-mm Ooh, those are disgusting. I hate... I don't even like ASMR videos in general. They stress me out. Like, who thought, yeah, I'm gonna take a microphone and I'm just gonna do weird things. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know who would think of stuff like that. That is so crazy. That like, reminds me of a video that I was watching on YouTube, like, last week of this lady who... She takes live, like, animals, like, fish, and cooks them and eats them. I've seen that. I've seen that. And I was like, what is this? And I'm like, why would you? Somebody call PETA because they don't, they don't want to deal with this. Mm-mm, that's nasty. Disgusting. I saw it on TikTok, and I was like, who is this? Who is this woman? Like, she took a, like, a freaking octopus out of a bag and just, like, let it slide on the floor and she was, like, screaming at it. Yeah, I've seen that. Speaking of social media, Twitter is something we want to talk about today. Um, I love Twitter. We both have fan accounts. And I think it can be fun. But I also think that's where everything, like, like, this sounds weird, but... Whenever someone's, like, famous person news get leaked or something, Twitter's the first place I notice that it goes. It always goes to Twitter first, and that's the first hashtag that gets trending. Like, that's just how Twitter is. That's just what happens. Like, I was on Twitter earlier, and I saw that Andre Lopez, I don't know if you know, know who that is, the guy from TikTok. Um, I don't know if a troll, like, got his Twitter, but he was saying stuff like, fuck you i make money on tiktok and like all this like stuff and i was like is he actually tweeting this is this a troll and then i guess it was a troll but still like imagine being a fan of somebody and they just start tweeting stuff that like you you don't think that they would say on social media because they portray themselves as like a really good person then you're like oh never mind i guess i don't like them anymore yeah that's like that's one thing I think whenever you do anything like you can just make videos and stuff just even if you're not famous you can become famous at any point it can happen to anybody like Charlie D'Amelio one of the most famous girls in the world now for like she has 50 million followers on TikTok and like she was just a normal 15 year old girl who danced that's it and like I think whenever you put stuff out there that isn't, like, a private account or something that could potentially get famous, I think you signed up for that. I think getting, like, and I I'm not, and I think people deserve privacy, but, like, I think famous people, when they go on the streets and there's other people who want to take pictures, I 100% think since they're famous, that's kind of what they signed up for. 
But I also think putting cameras in their face, if they ask you to stop politely, then I think that you should respect their privacy. And I hate when I see, like, stuff. And I've seen it on, I see it on Twitter a lot. Like, um, just people, like, trying to be like, these people are jerks. And I'm like, no, they're not jerks. You're just putting the camera in their face and forcing them to say stuff. Especially, like, people... We're, we're people we all have our own like personal bubble of like space like not everyone wants their face out there or their life out there and like just respect people's privacy it's it's easy it's not hard like that's that's like a simple thing to do yeah and I think like and I know I I think yeah and one of the first podcasts that the twins released um it was they talked about how this one person posted a video on YouTube, the Dolan twins being rude or like the Dolan twins being jerks or whatever. And I've seen it and they weren't being jerks. I don't think at all, but it, it was when Ethan was filming that prank video on Grayson. Yeah. You know, and I, and you know, like that studio person, whoever was just being mean. And I was like, I was like, you've got kids here. Like just talking about how he was like, I've got kids here and who I'm teaching. And I was like, yeah, you've got kids here who also like famous people. <laughs> And also want to meet them. And I'm like, you know, that would just be upsetting. (laughs) Like, I don't understand why so many, like, I don't think people realize that, like, imagine being 15 and you're put into a spotlight at 15, 16, and then you're kind of forced to grow up knowing there's so many people out there watching you like what like everything you do from like a tweet to a post to youtube like i think i don't think anyone really i mean obviously no one prepares you to grow up from 16 until like like being 16 and growing up with so many followers or someone watching you it's like so crazy to me like no one prepares you for that no one is preparing you for hate or being pushed into a deal or brand deal or something that you don't want to do but they're but you're doing it for followers like yeah and like especially when you're doing stuff like like brand deals like you were just saying like you could get put into something that is gonna get you scammed and like that's also something that happens to just not even famous people it just happens to people on the daily they get scammed by other people and like that's one thing that's, like, just scary about social media to me is, like, like the bad things that can happen from it. But there's also so many good things that happen from it. But I just think, like, like I think getting scammed, it wouldn't be, like, horrifying, but it could be scary. Because I, I feel like there's just so many things on social media that you can do. There's so much freedom. Like, you, you can literally make an account over anything or a YouTube video over anything. And it just, it it can it can be thrown into any platform. Like anyone could watch it and repost it and edit it and say you did something when you didn't, which is like, it's so crazy how social media affects your life every day, no matter if you use it or don't. That's why I think it's becoming so toxic is because it's becoming like a chore. Like you have to update things or you have to tell people how you're doing or stuff like that I see it like with so many people they just get so burnt out on having to use it or tell their followers how they're doing 
that got totally off topic, but it it just seems like such a chore now. Like I see everything that people post, and it just looks like it. it it's not something they want to do. Yeah, and like, and I think famous people and or or just anyone needs to take a break at times. Like I think people need to take breaks from social media and from their phone. Like whenever the twins went back to Jersey not too long ago because of quarantine and, you know, everything with the situation they're in. I was kind of glad that they weren't on social media as much and not to be mean, but like I knew they were spending time with their mom and like, you know, that makes me happy because now their mom lives in that house by them by herself. And I was like, you know, just, I think the fact that like, taking a break is so important sometimes because I feel like it can be so mentally draining on your health like I've even when they they took a break back in what been what six months of them taking a break yeah it was it was like six months ago a few days ago I think someone tweeted about it about like six months ago and they took a break and you could just tell after that they came back they wanted to make content that was something that they wanted and it's not something that they had to push for yeah, and I like, and I think, I honestly think I wouldn't be here right now if they still posted on Tuesdays because I dragged out some. To, I've been in the fandom since 2016. Like I've been here. I've been obsessed with them. I've loved them. But I just, I was a fan. I loved them so much. I had an Instagram fan page, but I had to take it down because my mom just, my mom didn't not approve of it, but my dad didn't. He didn't want me having Instagram at all, so I just had to delete it and I just I didn't really have anything for them for a while and it kind of just dragged out to where you know I wasn't getting to watch their videos every Tuesday because I was like I I would get excited that they posted but I was like I would skip through the videos I would skip through parts of it and now we get a video we don't know when but we just get a video out of surprise and I want to watch the whole thing I get to see like the new things they're doing and I just think I think they're happier and I think it just works out better just the fact that they're making they're making things that they're generally proud of and they love to show how proud they are of the content it's just it's so new to like that didn't come out how I wanted it to but like it's like a breath of fresh air to see them make content that they're so happy to make and it just it doesn't feel rushed they want to make it good and like plus the fact that they made a garden for their mom is just so yeah it's so sweet and it's like something she wanted too I'm thinking I'm sorry it's fine I thought you glitched out and then I got scared (laughs) I was like oh no but yeah I think I think that's so sweet and like as soon as the like the day the documentary was coming out Everything just got so emotional for me. Like, everyone on Twitter just shut down every single thing that they, like, it, the, everyone dropped everything and just started, like, it was love from Sean. And that was, that was, like, the hashtag. Everyone was using every post I would scroll down to see had that hashtag. And, like, everyone was so nice to each other. Everyone, I was DMing a, a bunch of people and, like, so I was with my best friend that day and I was freaking out because I knew it was about to come out and, you know, I was keeping up with everything. Mm-hmm. And so it finally got to time and I was on, I was about to pull in to, I was like, 
two minutes away from my neighborhood when it came out. And I was like, do you care if I watch it? My friend was like, no, you can watch it in the car. And I heard the razor at the beginning of the documentary and I saw Ethan and I, um, I just started freaking out. I paused it and I looked at my best friend and I lost it. And then I was like trying not to cry. And I got back to my house and I just cried. And not because I was sad that Ethan was shaving his head. It was like, it was like I was proud and I was happy, but I didn't know how to feel because I had only watched like a minute and a half. I think I remember, I remember watching the documentary and I, I mean, I I lost my best friend to cancer like March last year. And like, I, I, that's probably one of the hardest things. I mean, he's, he wasn't my dad, but it still, it was just someone in my life that I, I never thought I would lose because we had been best friends for, geez, four or five years. And then I went to see him in the hospital, like, before he passed away. I think that's one of those things that you're never prepared for in life, is, is realizing how fragile how sad, it is, how fragile how, life is life really is and like he he was always the type of person that like even though he had cancer like he was still happy like I I give such respect for people who are sick or going through something and they still want to make everyone happy even though they know that they themselves could could pass away like any day yeah and I think it's sad that like it can it can it can happen to like not exactly anybody but almost like anybody like it can kind of come out. There's so many different types of cancer, which is so sad that like my great grandmother, she had breast cancer and that's not what made her pass away. But you know, everything that led to her passing was just a series of bad events. I mean, first I felt like a horrible person. and I always dragged myself down for the fact that I didn't always want to go see her just because she would always comment on things about me that I was insecure about. But now I think the things that she did say made me just want to try to accomplish those things more. And like back then I didn't understand it, but now I think I understand it more. And just, um, one day I got picked up from school and my, someone who works for my stepdad, she works at our house just because that's kind of how the business that he does works. So she kind of watches my little sister and she picks us up from school sometimes. And she came and picked me up and I was like, she was like, we're going to the hospital. And I was like, what, why? And she was like, well, your grandmother, your great grandmother's in the hospital. And I was like, oh, and I was like, okay. And I was like, is it bad? And she was like, no, I don't think so. And then she had ended up being there because she was getting really sick and she just had like this bladder infection and it just led to her getting really sick. And my grandfather was, or my great grandfather was like, we you have to go to the hospital. So after that, it was just like, it was really sad, but she, she could talk. She seemed perfectly fine. She acted completely normal. She acted like she was not in a hospital bed. And I was like, I was like, child, I was like, what are you doing? And so after that, um, she, I got a text a few days later and my mom was like, she had a stroke and she's like paralyzed. Half of her body is paralyzed and she can't talk anymore. And that's when I started to get really worried. And that's when everything just, I, I, I had so much hope that she was going to make it out. But deep down in my heart, I knew she just, I didn't think she was going to make it out because I knew she was at least going to be in ICU for a while. And she was, and, you know, I came to visit her as much as I could. And, you know, then 
Friday, April 12, 2019, I was about to leave for school and my phone rang and I knew, I knew it was going to be the call that I was dreading to get. And it was, and it was sad. And, you know, I just went through a whole grieving process and the documentary really helped me because it just made me realize, I think one of the most important lessons I got out of the documentary was nobody grieves the same way. I agree because I, I also, I lost my grandma, like, what did you say you lost your grandma what day? Uh, April 12th. I lost mine the 15th. So, like, I, I was close with her. Like, she was 103, so she obviously lived a really long and happy life, but, I mean, I got, a, I got a tattoo for her, but, like, it's been a year and I still don't like know how to feel it like I don't know yeah it's just one of the things how you don't really know how to process like it's like you know what happened but it doesn't seem real it still seems like you could go visit them and they'd still be there where they were when you would go see them like you know and I still visit my great-grandfather as much as I can I haven't really been able to you know recently because quarantine and it's really dangerous for me because he lives in a senior living home because he's like 98 years old but you know um, me and my grand, my grandmother, not my great grandmother and I, and like we were close, but me and my grandmother are like she is my best friend. She's the one who I'm so close to, and um, we normally go visit my great grandfather. And but you know, quarantine has just really dragged everybody's plans. I feel like it just ruined people's high school, college. Yeah, my sister's a senior this year. One of my stepsisters, she's a senior, and I feel so bad. And just so many trips and so many things. But also, I feel like, in a way, it's it, it feels like a reset because I've been eating healthier, which I normally wouldn't do because it's not something I do. Working out, and, like, I passed, like, three or four days. I, like, ran slash walked two, three miles almost every morning, and, like, I come back, and I feel, like, so mentally healthy yeah and it's just like sorry I interrupted but it's just like sometimes doing stuff like that it can it can help you because even though it sucks when you're doing it when you're done doing it and you get that water you're like wow I really did that and you just feel proud like I normally wouldn't work out but like I've been feeling like so good about myself and so like mentally good that it's kind of like it's weird to me because I'm I've never been in a mental state where I'm not worrying about something but now that's kind of how I feel like I feel like I'm not worrying about anything or like looking forward to anything which in a way is good but also I don't want to get too comfortable with being like this because I know quarantine is not going to last forever and I'm probably going to go back to the same habits that I had before quarantine. Yeah I think I do think this has helped my stress, though, and I think when I go back, I just, I'm going to be 20 million times greater for everything, because I honestly know that this quarantine has affected someone in some way, and honestly, it has me too. It's just made me more grateful for the things I had outside of quarantine being, like, and just being at my house. It's made me more grateful for the stuff I have here, like, the fact that I have a house and shelter and I have food and water, like it just, 
it, it makes me feel like more grateful for that stuff. And it makes me feel more grateful for my friends because if I didn't have them, I would quarantine would just be a normal lifestyle. <laughs> I definitely feel more grateful for little things like being able to go out of my house to like go see friends or go to work. But, like, can be boring, can be, but I've also feel like I've grown in the past month and a half. A lot more than I would have. Yeah, and I, like, and especially I'm, I know if we didn't have this quarantine, I wouldn't have met so many new people. Like, I wouldn't have met so many new people on Twitter and stuff. Like, I probably wouldn't be talking to you right now if it wasn't for quarantine. Because most of the time before all this started, which I didn't have my account for that, that long. But, you know, I would wake up and I normally the first thing I do is I go to Twitter and I just would follow everyone back. I wouldn't try to talk to anyone. I It was just like a thing where I just didn't really try to make friends. I kind of just followed people and they followed me back. And I think now I've been able to talk to some of the people who like, because I don't want to just DM a random person and be like, hey, because that's kind of weird. I want to like, if someone follows me, I normally always follow back and, like everyone. Because I, I started my account, and I was like, I'm just going to follow a few people, and I followed you. I was like, you know what? We're friends now. Yeah, he joined my live yesterday. 10 on a 10 live. That was pretty good. We just vibed, and I was like, it's just like, I think, and we talked about this earlier on FaceTime, but I think anyone can become friends with anyone. And, you know, it's people will be like, oh, I don't want to like be friends with you because you're this age or that age and you know I'm not really going to talk about my age because you know don't want to deal with it but I think like people and like people will follow me and will talk and they'll ask how old I am and I'll tell them and then they just stop talking to me and I just realize I'm like oh well that's okay but like I think it should there shouldn't be an age limit on being friends with someone unless it's like it depends on what kind of relationship it is, but as long as it's, like, a friendship, then, like, it should be fine. Like, as long as it's not overstepping something, then... Yeah, then like, 30 years apart or something, that that's would be weird. crazy. Like, that's not normal. But, but yeah. Definitely. So, sorry, you can go. Definitely, like, same some people not wanting to be friends with each other because age or followers, lack of followers. And it's just, it, it's not healthy to rely on numbers for. Yeah, no, not at all. That's like, that's why I try not to look at my follower count as much as possible, but I also want to check it to make sure if I've hit a number, I can like thank everyone. Because I don't know how my account is growing as fast as it is. And so many Twitter accounts are like that. They just grow so quickly. And I'm, like, so thankful for every single person. Like, if I didn't have Twitter right now, I don't know what kind of mental state I'd be in. But it wouldn't be a good one. I definitely feel more connected to everybody. Like, I don't feel left out. Like, it's just so nice to know that one thing can bring so many people together 
over like a short amount of time or like one social platform can change into a huge fandom or people becoming friends and meeting each other so I think it's so interesting the fact that yeah like one thing can just unite everybody and it's so crazy that like people meet other people over the internet like this and they get to meet in person and I I love seeing videos like that people meeting their IBFs I think it is the the cutest stuff ever because I I feel so happy that for the fact that they get to see that person they've been talking to I mean it's not like someone would just be like hey and then someone else would be like hey and they'd be like do you want to (laughs) meet like that's not how that works you become friends over time and you get to plan it and like I just love seeing stuff like that. Like, in a way, I feel like internet best friends are a lot better than real life best friends. And I, I don't know why I get that feeling, but I just feel like there's more there's more connection than just the fact that you've never met and you're bonded over something that you both, like, equally love. Yeah, that's another, like, great thing about fandoms is, like, so m- when you're in a fandom, you're meeting someone who has the same interests as something as you. So, you know, at least you have something in common with that person and I just like I I have loved all the people I've met and I have I I've probably only met two people on the Twitter platform who have just been rude and not kind and but like I don't ever see that like it's it really just doesn't genuinely happen that much I I really I don't see it and I I don't see hate that much. I just see people having jokes. Like, you can definitely tell when there's two best friends on here and they're joking, and I love seeing that. I think it's so funny. I do it with Joria all the time. I've done it with you guys on our group chat. Like, I, it's great. I, I don't really see hate ever. I mean, I'll see opinions every now and then or someone won't agree with something, but that that's as far as it goes, you know? I think everyone just wants to lift each other up. Yeah, I I've never really really seen hate, but I have seen people having different opinions, but I do believe everyone should have their own opinion. I think it would be weird if everybody had the same opinion on something. It would just be you can't really weird. compare or or like spark an an idea from the same idea that you have, you know. Yeah. It's just, like, it's really cool how people can make connections through just one little same interest, like, and, you know, some people in the Dolan Twins fandom are also Emma Chamberlain fans, and it's kind of like a multi-fandom thing, and I love that. I love the fact that that's, like, happening, and, like, and I know the Sister Squad and, like, all that stuff is in the past, but I'm so glad we got to see it while it was a thing. Like, just getting to see the videos every day and then having some people from, like, James, this fandom, and Emma, and then Dolan Twins, like, becoming friends is so crazy to me. Yeah, and they're all, like, they're not very different people, but they're all different in their own way, and that's why I love it. Like, Emma is a very open person. She, she, I mean, she obviously has a personal life and all that, but, like, she, she's more open about, like, funny stuff and, like, things like that. The twins are more private about stuff like that, but they're funny, and, you know, and, you know, James does makeup, and he, he's funny. He does his own, like, his jokes and everything. Like, they're all so different in their own way, and, like, it's, and Ethan and Grayson, they're not, like, the same person. They're both different, too, and I think just 
putting all of that together just made everything so fun. And just like, like what you said, having like, all having a YouTube channel, but all of their platforms be used towards something different. Like James does makeup. They do like so many different videos. And then Emma, like vlogs, stuff like that. I think it's just so interesting to see. And especially how young, yeah. how young they are. Mm-hmm. And just having so many people watch them. It's so cool to see how they grew from like one year to the next. Because like you could go from 2018 to 2019 and see the growth. And then growth from now to 2020. I feel like they just grew exponentially. Like it, like maturity level, video, it- content level. Yeah. And I think... Um, I think that they should keep the reason that they are not and they're probably still friends i'm not saying they're not friends but the reason they just split up from being a friend group i guess i think they should keep that private because i think if it got leaked it would cause people to hate on other fandoms it would cause maybe our fandom to hate on james and james to hate on emma and emma like just all that chain of events i think it's so good that they kept that private especially with how um I do you know much about Bryant? Yeah, the the photographer. Yeah. I don't know much about like their friendship, but I, I I know that they didn't go to his birthday party, but I don't know why. I don't know what happened with that. Yeah, they just and you know Brian doesn't really shoot. I don't know if he shoots with Emma, but I haven't seen anything, but I he doesn't shoot with the twins anymore. I just don't see it. And you know, I think there's a reason that everyone goes in and out of friendships. And I think that's just part of learning and growing. And I do genuinely think that James and Emma and the twins could or pro- could maybe still be friends and they still talk every once in a while. Like, And that's also another thing about the documentary. I really think that just brought everyone to see like, like you could tell everyone it was everyone supporting everyone. I know like, Emma and James were probably really supportive of the twins. I didn't see anything, but I feel like I might have. But, like, either way, they're still very supportive people. And I feel like they would, they were supportive of the twins for their documentary. And just, like, seeing all that was so cool. Plus, that documentary was so um, open and, like, real. The fact that, like, getting on back topic of grieving, because that's a topic that I, I have in my head for some reason. But not everyone grieves the same way like you see so many people like I've seen a lot of people in my life go through stages of grief where they like they don't accept the fact and then they get angry and then they just don't know how to feel and they don't deal with it which I think is the case for most people is because most people don't want to deal with the fact that someone they knew or loved passed away they would rather just act like it didn't happen yeah because I know they said in the documentary that grieving is a separate journey. Not everyone is going to feel the same way, grieve the same way, talk about things like that, you know? So, Yeah, and that's one thing that I, like, think about, like, whenever the twins were going through that, it happened recently, that thing, because they talked about it on Kevin Hart's show, What the Fit, um, how someone broke into their kitchen or was, like, in their kitchen. Why would you... Why would you ever break into someone's house? That is, yeah, that it is doesn't, privacy. It doesn't, 
yeah, it doesn't matter if they're famous or not. You should not break into anybody's house. That is totally just, like, that's not even being a fan. That's being a creep. Like, no one should have to go into their house worrying about if someone's going to, like, knock on their door and break in or just randomly show up. Like, that is, that that's, that's yeah. crossing a line of privacy that no one should go through ever. Yeah, it's just, it, I, I hate that that happens to any, like, that that could happen to anybody and, like, you know, they probably, I wouldn't say they got, they could have gotten PTSD from it, but I think that they both had to deal with that their own way. Even though they are twins and they go through pretty much everything together, I think they both dealt with that very differently. I mean, especially, I I feel, uh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> okay, there it is. I feel... Like, even though, back on the documentary topic, but I feel like even though they're twins and, like, they have grown up together their entire life and been next to each other their entire life, I feel like the way that that Ethan grieves is, is completely different from how Grayson does. Like, they're they're this, not the same person, but they're twins. So the way that, like, they, they grieve is just so different in, like, refreshing to see how you can be so close to somebody and not like take on how how they are yeah like um like I could tell just but also by the way they were acting in the documentary I could tell Ethan just seems way more of like a private person just like I feel like he doesn't I don't know. I just feel like that's more Ethan. I feel like they're both pretty private people, but, you know, Grayson talked about he hates seeing Ethan cry, and, like, he hates crying in front of Ethan because, you know, he doesn't want to make Ethan feel bad. Like, they're both gonna, they both dealt with that so differently, and the way that they both loved their dad and how he was their best friend is, like, like, they were, he was, like, Sean was so like just learning all those things about him from that documentary and things that I didn't even know I didn't know he wrote a book I I didn't know he like I didn't know that stuff about him and it's just like seeing the documentary like the things that we miss out so much on and that we didn't know they were going through at the time and how they like the fact that they were still posting videos and they were seeing their dad and it was like they were going from Jersey to California left and right. Like, I don't know how they did that. Okay. Yeah. Well, the whole like progression thing, I think is just so interesting to see how they went from like one mental state to all the way to sharing like their whole dad's life story and just seeing how happy they were at the end. Like, I guess to finally be not necessarily at peace, but just comfortable enough to open up about it. Like, that is such, that's such, like, a burden, not burden, but, like, something to get off your chest that's so heavy. Yeah, it's, like, I, my dad and I aren't super close, but, like, watching the documentary and stuff like that made me realize I need to appreciate my family more. I need to get closer with the people I'm not close with. Like, as much as I argue with my mom or my sister or friends, like, I I know, like, someday I'm going to look back and regret 
that I didn't talk to them more. I wasn't more involved in their life because at the end of the day, all you really have is family and connections and memories. That's really all you have besides yourself. Yeah, that's like, that's just like how life is. You got your family and like sometimes bad stuff happens with family. It's just, uh, it's and it's sad and I hate that, like, I hate stuff like that. And, you know, you can make friends and you can keep them forever. That really is a thing that can happen, but you can't count on that. Like, you can't, because anything could happen to one of your friends from them just not wanting to be your friend anymore to just something bad happening to them. Because life is very fleeting. Like, it's just very at the moment. And that's so terrifying to think about. Yeah, like, the fact that anything could happen at any time is just, like, crazy. Like, we could just be having a normal day and then, you know, there could be an earthquake or you know, like, something bad happening, like, getting a wreck, getting an accident, something, like, just stuff like that that can really happen, like, that no one would expect. Oh, it just started thundering. Love that. I don't know if it's raining here or not. I can't really tell because the air is on, but Please don't it was a pretty day here today, so. It actually felt really good outside. I walked for three miles saw this really cute dog, wanted to pet the dog, and then he ran away from me. That's kind of sad about that. He's too cute, though. I don't know what kind of dog he was. He's cute. Love that. I, yeah, I just like stuff like that, but we've talked about a lot, but there's still one more thing we wanted to talk about, and that was drama, and that was anywhere from just personal drama to Twitter drama to just any drama. And I don't really know what kind of drama to talk about, but, you know, there's always something. There's always something we can talk about. I don't really think there's any drama in the fandom right now. I haven't seen none. Well, I, haven't seen, I actually haven't seen any for a long time. None that's, like, fandom-wide. I haven't, I've only seen, like, personal drama, and I've only seen it, like, four times. It's a good thing I like about this fandom. There's not there's not a lot of drama. No, there's really not. The, I, I never see, like, I said fandom-wide. Is that even a word? Yeah, because it, it, it's an array. But, like, I, I haven't seen anything that's affected the whole fandom where it's been, like, drama and everyone turning on each other and being horrible. But I have seen, like, some people going through personal drama, which, I mean, happens to everyone at some point. Do I have any personal drama? I don't, right now, I don't, because I haven't seen anyone. I mean, I don't have any on Twitter. I think the only personal drama I have is with myself. Honestly, same. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Well, I, I kind of have personal drama, but I didn't say anything. Like, I didn't say anything to the person who I could have started it with. And I didn't, I hate starting arguments. I hate, I hate, I, like I hate drama. I, it's one thing that I. Yeah, I really I like. It is difficult to deal with. And sometimes it just puts you in a situation that is just not good at all. But like. The only personal thing that's, like, drama-wise I'm going through is earlier I posted this drawing on my Snapchat story and I told 
I told Grace this earlier, but I was on my Snapchat story and I was looking at the views and stuff. Not that it just mattered. I just want to see who had viewed it. And sometimes I like to see people screenshotted. Well, my boy best friend had screenshotted it and I knew he did because he told me he was like, this is my favorite drawing you've done. And I was like, oh, cool. And I didn't text it to him or anything. So I figured that that's why he did it. But there was this one girl who's in the fandom that we have each other on Snapchat and she screenshotted it. And then she didn't say anything. She didn't swipe up or anything. She just screenshotted it and she didn't post it anywhere else. Like, so I'm not going to say anything to her unless she posts it on like her Snapchat or Twitter or something. Because anyone who has seen my drawings pretty much knows they're mine. Your drawings are so good. They, they, one of them is my background. Oh my god, which one did you use? I used the take a douchebag photo of me. Oh my gosh, I love it. that literally was the caption for that one. Take the take a douchebag photo of me. I love that one. Ten out of ten would absolutely recommend. Give it a that... five star review on Yelp, please, if y'all see this. <laughs> um Yelp, I'm not sponsored by you, but if you want to sponsor me, sponsor me, please. Thank you. Yes. Can I English? I'm about to make that my background. I was on FaceTime with Grace earlier. She Or not FaceTime. She was on the live stream. And I was on with her. And <laughs> all um, she kept stuttering. And she like, couldn't talk. And she goes, can I English? And I was like, what? I have a really bad habit of talking. Um, and not knowing where I'm going to go with it. So that's why this podcast is messy. I have ADHD. And I don't know what I'm talking about. Well, also, this is our first one, so I kind of get why it's all over the place, but I do think next time we kind of, like, we do have the things written down, like, how we were going to talk about it, but, you know, every conversation, that's kind of the point of it, is to kind of go off and lead into another, but since we had technical difficulties, we let off, so, but you know what? It's fine. It's fine. It does not matter. That's really fun, and you how interesting these are. Like, I feel like I'm running closer to you. Yeah, and, like, and I feel like whoever... I mean, I'm. I know someone's gonna hear it. At least one other person. So you know, and I feel like I could become closer to them. And you know, we're sharing stuff about us, and we're sharing stories with each other. So now we're becoming better friends. And you know, I just think that it's and it's fun. I I genuinely like sitting here and talking and doing. This. Now I know why they why they like doing this. Like this is just so relaxing. I'm just I'm sitting on my floor next to. A half-empty Ozarka water bottle. And a bag of hot Cheetos. I'm just sitting on my floor. Or no, I'm actually not sitting on my floor. <laughs> I just copied you. Just kidding. No, I'm sitting in my desk chair. And I am leaned back. And I am just chilling. I haven't nice. opened these hot Cheetos. Because I don't want hot Cheetos right now. But shout out to you, Cheetos. Cheetos company. Cheetos company, we stand. Also, hot Cheetos rip my intestines apart, and I really just love that. I'm gonna be me. honest with you. <laughs> okay, now we're now we're getting into good territory here. All right, <laughs> this is probably too TMI, but you know what? Do I care? Absolutely. You've not. been warned. You've been warned that it's too TMI for listening. TMI. All right. So, I love hot food. Like, I love I love me some good spicy food. Like, it's really good. No one else in my family likes it. I don't know for what reason why they don't like it. But my mom bought this, like, Polish sausage, but didn't read the, uh, the like, the label on it. And it was, like, a four-pepper sausage. And I was like, okay, I'll eat it. I ate it, right? Pretty good. Real spicy. The next day, 
<laughs> my stomach hurts so bad. Like I want to like perform surgery on myself. It hurts so bad. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I go to the bathroom and like, dude, my I like I, I'm done for. Like, oh no! Like zero out of ten would recommend. So don't eat what she ate, and that's the moral of the story. <laughs> just don't. Just just drink some milk. Actually, you know what? Don't drink milk. We don't don't no no we no, don't we do don't. dairy here, okay? Non-dairy no, products. But, and I know that just sounds like, oh, you're trying to be like the twins, no dairy. Like, no, I genuinely my body cannot take dairy. Like I had I don't know if you know what taquitos are, but the, I ate some the other day and they had cheese in them and I didn't really pay attention to that. And it was I was dead on the toilet two minutes later. Like, like there's this, like, ice cream place near my house, and, like, I like ice cream a lot, but I'll eat one or two bites, and the next 30 minutes, I want to throw up. Yep, that's how, that's also how I am with chocolate. Like, I thought, like, I can't, I can't eat a I lot I thought of it was just me, but I, I literally, like, want to throw up. I can't do it. Like, it's disgusting. And then I started drinking soy milk, and it's so good. I drink almond milk. I love almond milk, but I've I've liked almond milk for a long time. I like the way it tastes better than regular milk. I don't really like like plain milk on its own. Is first of all really gross. I don't like don't plain like. milk. Is like the same vibe as like a room that's unfurnished. Honestly, drinking milk is like the same vibe as pooping, like <laughs> bad. <laughs> <laughs> like i hate it and i also hate doing both of those things so ooh, maybe that's why they're in the same category for me because Rest i just hate to your intestines man r.i.p i had hot cheetos the other day and i literally at first i was like I, I was like surprised at how it wasn't killing me and then the next day i literally couldn't get up and i was like oh so this is where that went like i don't know why your body's like you know what just don't eat hot things but we're still gonna do it anyway because it's good i my body was not meant to intake hot things my sister thinks she's so bad this kind of goes to the funny stories because this is just funny for her but she thought she was being bad when we i wasn't out of town with her but i just know this story because we talk about it sometimes so at my grandparents house they live in kentucky and that's like the part where they live is like country country so they have like not a not a garden, but they grow like stuff, and they were growing these really hot peppers. I don't know what kind Ooh. of pepper it was. It might have been like a ghost pepper or something. My sister was like, "I'll eat it," because she she actually really likes spicy food, and she can normally take it. But the, my grandfather goes, "Oh no, no, the, these are really." I have to burp again. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that or not, but I burped, so excuse I love me. That. But my grandfather was like, "Oh no, those are really hot." And then she was like, no, I can take it. It's fine. So then she decided that she was going to take it. She did. And two hours later, she's sitting on the toilet. Um, also, while she's sitting on the toilet, she's holding a bucket over her face because she thought she was going to vomit. Oh. And I was like, I was a round of applause. <laughs> I did a round of applause. Round of applause for thinking that you are a, a baddie, but you are not. Props to y'all if you, y'all can handle hot peppers like that because I would I would Mm-mm. probably cry. Um, my best friend she can like kind of take hot stuff but not really. She's a sissy. 
love her though but um i am too though so i can't say anything like i i can't take like peppers or stuff i mean i can some peppers like the sweet ones but not anything that's spicy i'm a wing and um what was i about to say oh no i cannot believe i just lost my story and i know it was a good one crying oh yeah 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 we so one time she would like try to eat like hot stuff like sometimes she just does that. I don't know why I said one time I just meant sometimes but her and I both when we eat spicy stuff we get acid reflux and I don't know if you get it but it's like vomit but it you don't like gag you don't actually vomit it's just like hot acid that comes up your throat and it hurts so bad and to get rid of it you have to drink milk and I can't I can't drink milk, so I just chug water, and then sometimes that makes it worse. So moral of the story, make sure you have almond milk at your house for backup, because if you can drink milk straight, you are, I'm scared of you. If you can drink straight milk, I'm scared of you. That just reminds me of the, the milk challenge they did, um, and that's probably why they hate dairy so much. I literally, that video brought me to life. I love that video. It is so funny. I just want to know where they got the colored milk from. Because that looks so cute. Look, put food dye in it and shook it up. Really? Yeah. Girl, I'm an idiot. This whole time I thought they bought colored milk. <laughs> Bro, what? <laughs> in the beginning, they go, I dyed mine purple and I dyed mine orange. That's too funny. Dang. So if y'all are listening to this. I'm a clown. Wow, she really didn't know. It's okay. I, I always do stuff like that. Well, I think this has been so fun. I agree. This is really fun. I love podcasts. It's been like an hour now. Yeah, because the last podcast ended at like 42 minutes when we turned it off and it's been 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. It's been really fun, though. And I definitely look forward to making more. And I think everything we talked about today was pretty important. And yeah, this is the first episode. First episode of of many. First episode of many, the first episode of That's Crazy Talk. I love the name. I don't know where I came. Oh, well, I do know where I came up with that. It's from SpongeBob, actually. But it's not copyright. That wouldn't be copyright because I didn't get it from SpongeBob, but I was thinking of SpongeBob when I thought of the name. SpongeBob, don't sue us, please. SpongeBob, please. I love you. So, is this a signing off? This is going to this is kind of depressing, but like this has been so fun and I can't wait to re-listen to it. I'll edit it. Um, but like as soon as I get off this, I'll probably FaceTime you. Okay, that's cool. I'll answer. <laughs> Bro, why do I sound like but... that when I laugh? I literally sound like a sprinkler. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. That just made me, hold on. That reminded me of something. You know when they used to go, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I just snorted. That is unlocked memory in my brain I thought I didn't have. Wow. We love doing that. This has definitely been, even if no one listens to this or anything, I think this has just brought us closer, and I think that it has been extremely fun. I really love this. So, I, even though I look probably real dumb talking to my phone. I'm not crazy, I promise. This is just a thought. I know. I look I look like crazy. Just like talking to my phone. But yeah, first episode of That's Crazy Talk. Boom! And we'll be back. I don't know when, but soon. <laughs>